Clarity of the bigger picture, the direction is so important. Put them in the right direction so that they ru- everybody runs in the right way. You have to, time after time, make sure that, that you show that vision, that bigger result. Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. It is another beautiful day here in North Carolina. And this episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Leader Connect, Ignite Management Services, and Liberty Strength. These sponsors help me bring these shows to you each and every week. So I encourage you to click on their links below and check them out. Now, today we're talking about effective leadership, and my guest is Monica Elgemark. Monica is a seasoned chief marketing officer with over 20 years of leadership experience across various industries in the Nordic region. We sat down and talked about how communication, coaching, and adapting to diverse cultures plays a crucial role in effective leadership. Now, this was a powerful discussion that you don't want to miss. So are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Monica Elgemark. Monica is based in Sweden and has more than 20 years of leadership experience within the B2B and B2C markets in the Nordic region. Her work has covered several companies and industries at the forefront of change and market disruption. She is currently the Chief Marketing Officer at OneFlow, an all-in-one digital contract platform. Monica is passionate about all things digital, marketing, and customer centricity. She also believes that people are the driving force behind any successful business. I'm excited to have her on the show to learn more from her leadership experience. So, Monica, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. It is nice to meet you and uh, nice to have you on the show. And I think this will be a fun discussion uh, We learn from your experience as, as a leader. So, uh, let's just start us off. Um, how would you characterize uh, your leadership approach? And then maybe talk, talk to us a little bit about some of the leadership things you notice in the Nordic regions, maybe compared to North American uh, leadership. So give us some feel for what leadership is like over there. Yes. Uh, we start off with a big question here. What, what <laughs> my uh, leadership is that I can talk about for a long time. But I would say like this, that if I would narrow it down, to uh, how I would like to characterize my leadership and also what I've heard as feedback is that um, uh, I would say clarity. Uh, I always uh, see that uh, it's very important to be uh, very clear, uh, show the broad direction, show where we're heading um, so that everybody knows that this is the way we are going and then everybody can feel, yes, okay, how do I contribute to that? I am a very brave uh, and challenging leader. I set uh, high targets, high goals, uh, always setting up uh, a vision uh, and and deliveries to reach that. And when I've said that, I would challenge my teams uh, and my um, 
peers to, okay, uh, how do we get there? And also, how do we do the changes? How do we make footprints so that we don't end up in more or less doing the same thing as we did yesterday and so on, like all the time striving over, okay, how do we, how can we do it better, faster, more efficient, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And that is something that uh, I would say characterizes my leadership very much. I usually talk about to my teams, I always say, be proud, but never satisfied. Mm. Uh, quite famous uh, sentence, but I really, um, I really live with that also, that we should celebrate when we do great things, but we can always become better. The day that we can't do things better, then it's time to retire. Uh, and then at the same time, if I set this clarification, I mean, be, be very um uh, clarifications and brave and etc. I also want to add in the balance of the coaching uh, part of leadership because you can you can't just pull people and say this is the way. You also have to get your people mm. with you and make sure that they are running in the same pace in the same direction. Uh, how can you get them uh, to? And get their mandate, uh, feel that they are accountable for their part and also want, getting them to want to run with you, not not forcing them. So those in combination, I would say. And I have a last thing that I would want to add to this, which is so important for all other parts, and that is trust. Mm. Um, that I have to gain my employees' trust so that they believe in me as my as a leader, in believing in what I'm showing them their direction, challenging them, setting these high targets. But at the same time, I also have to show them that that I trust them uh, in their way of working, in their way of uh, solving our, our problems, our challenges, and what we have to do. Because that's how the relationship, leadership, and team member, uh, according to me, has to look like for um, uh, a very positive and efficient way of working. Yeah, what it sounds like, what's interesting is what I'm hearing is there's there's really two major elements. One is the mission, the objective, right? And then it's, and it's the people. And what, what I love what you're saying, it's a connection between the two. So we have to achieve the goals. We have to be aggressive. We have to be brave. We have to be challenging. But we're going to do it in a way that we're going to bring everybody along for the ride and make sure that everybody's going to be with us on the journey. So it's, you're combining the mission and the people to get the job done. Yeah, because I believe that we can put up missions and visions and uh, business plans and targets and et cetera. But if we don't get the people with us, well, then we're going to run all alone and we are not going to be able to, uh, I mean, achieve results alone. We need all our team uh, teams and team members with us for that. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Um, I always tell people that uh, a ship without a crew is just a hunk of steel sitting in the harbor, right? It, our crews <laughs> bring a ship to life, and our people bring our business to life. Without them, we're 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 dead in the water. We can't move yep. without them. So if we forget about the people side of it and we only focus on the mission, we're going to miss out. And so I think yep. that's a big part of it. So I love that perspective. And what have you observed? I know that um, your group uh, One, at OneFlow is kind of international. So what are some things you observe as far as leadership, maybe between you know, North America or American uh, leaders, uh, Nordic re- uh, leaders, or maybe even some of the international team members and how they respond to leader, leadership and how they act in leadership roles? Tell us a little bit about some of the things you've observed. 
And that is, uh, I think that's super exciting uh, because it is very big differences actually in how the relationship between uh, leaders and team members are and also how you take um, uh, the mandates and the accountability and so on. And uh, at OneFlow, we have over 30 nationalities mm. uh, that often move to Sweden uh, to start working here. So they, they bring their culture, they bring their experience in how they are used to working with their managers. And, uh, and I have... Um, uh, I think I have 15 plus nationalities in my team. So, geez. and when I when I then um, co- talk, coach, lead, challenge them, it's going to be a huge difference. In if we take if we take the Nordics, that we're quite uh, we don't we're not very hierarchical, and that means also that um, we challenge each other two ways. So if I say something, they're going to say why, how, why do mm. we do this, etc. Whereas if you go. Uh, more to uh, the east, uh, it's not going to be that kind of dialogue. It's going to be much more, okay, uh, manager has t- said something, let's execute on it. So I encourage them a lot to, uh, but I want to hear your opinion about this. I have recruited you because you are an expert in your area, not only to execute. And this is something it takes a lot of time. And once again, back to trust, to to build that trust so that they also understand that yes it's okay to question me it's okay to also fail and come and uh and we are in the same boat uh so to say and also when you say uh if we go to uh the west side it's uh, it's maybe more similar to uh, the nordics as in you can still you know have um talk more and you can question a bit more but it's not as much as in in the Nordics. Mm. So there you have to remember that, that don't be maybe so straightforward, have a bit more humble uh, approach when you say something, if you want to get their opinion in it. Mm. Um, and I mean, this is very much about leadership, you know, to, to see, okay, where, who's your audience and how do you, how do you differentiate your communication and your leadership style when, uh, based on who you're meeting? Uh, the challenge is when you have them in the same group, and you need to communicate to the entire group at the same time. Because something that can be very harsh to, um, to for instance, if I look at the East, uh, people coming from the East, well, for, for a Nordic person, it's too soft. Uh, so it's all the time the balance in uh, how do I make sure that I include everybody in, uh, that everybody feels included and, and feel safe in it at the same time as I all the time want to press and challenge them to reach a little bit more, a little bit tougher. Uh, and that, I think, is the beauty of it. Yeah, that is. And I love what you, what you talk about there, especially the, the idea of certain cultures, certain people that you that may be on your team, maybe even from the same culture, will, will be quiet and they won't push back. They'll just sort of, especially if you were, you know, in your role as the CMO, you're pretty high up in the company. So you say something, and it's like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to question it, you know? And I found myself as a vice president for years, I'd say something to someone and they would be like, okay, I'll go do it. I'm like, no, 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 I, I want your feedback. I want to hear what you have to say. And one of the things you touched on was as you build that trust and they know that they can push back and they can question and they can, then then they see that this is this is part of our culture is I do want to, I do want to hear your feedback. Uh, you know, I don't want you to say, Yes, ma'am, and and run off and take. take I I do want to. I want your brains. I don't want just your 
yeah, I want you, you know, I want you to bring your brain to work every day. And I love the idea of trust, building that trust so that you can create an environment where there will be feedback. Yeah, exactly. So exactly as I said, I usually, I usually mantle the, uh, you know, say to them that I, I, I'm recruiting you for your expertise. I am not the expert in your field. You are manager over your field. Mm. And I want you to tell me how you think this should be done. Mm. Um, but uh, once again, trust, that is going to be a key word. Do you think as the more senior you've gotten in your career, it becomes harder for people to open up to you? At least I discovered that in my career. Like the higher I was up in a position, the more people would clam up and they're like, okay, well, he's the real, he's the big guy. So I don't, I have to be careful what I say around. And and I, you know, you have to really work extra hard to get people to, you know, stay open and 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 have an open dialogue with you. I don't know if you discovered that as well. Uh, absolutely, uh, and um, and and also because you become uh, higher up. If you say so, you get middle managers that also filter a lot, and then you get yeah. less and less direct communications with uh, all team members. But also that you kind of lose the closeness to the operations, which sometimes becomes. Uh, uh, I think a disadvantage is because then you don't really talk about the same thing. So you come and say something which is quite high level and then you don't, uh, you're not kind of meeting them on the level that uh, that uh, the team members are in. And that I think is very important that even if you are um, a few steps from them uh, to, to actually come down to the operations, to understand mm. things also, because that also shows a great interest in in people's uh, areas and work, then once again, I'm not going to be the expert in it. I know the overview and they are the experts in it, but to show that interest, I think is very, very important. Uh, but I, and I now at OneFlow, we, um, we're not a huge company. We are about 160 people. So we don't have very many levels, which I love. We also have a mentality, which is uh, very much everybody is on the same level, but I have I come from uh, huge banks where there were 10, 15 levels. And there I really had that experience, as you say, yeah. uh, where it was very much about, okay, this is a, a level three uh, person. Uh, this is what I'm allowed to say and never question and et cetera. So I really understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's one of the things I always look for is like, is, is my position a problem with communication? Is it interfering with the communication because someone is intimidated by the, the role I'm in? I, I work in a small company now too, so there's none of that here. You know, I, I it's my own company. Everybody knows me. They they know everything about me, and I know everything about them. So it's it's nicer. But yeah, in 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 the big organization with hierarchy, it's definitely a challenge to make sure, as you said too, if you're in a senior position, that you can speak the language of the people that you might be meeting with. So they 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 speak a different language than you do. You might be thinking about your your four year strategic plan, and they're thinking about I need a new piece of equipment because this one's getting worn out. It's it's a two different language, and you have to be make sure you you know you can speak that language. So one of the things I was going to ask you uh, is you know we've had a lot of uncertainty that we've been dealing with, and we had pandemic, we've gotten out war, we've had recession, inflation, all these things are are um, challenges to to the organization. It, it creates a lot of anxiety. How do you navigate these items as a leader? How do you address them with your team to give them some sort of clarity about the future? Yeah, we have certainly had a lot of uh, uncertainties uh, the last uh, years. And I would say that the first thing I would 
I would say that sounds super obvious, but it isn't. And that I would say is to to acknowledge the crisis and not just to to put, kind of put your head in the sand and say, no, we're continuing it as usual. To actually say, okay, this is uh, the situation. This is what we have. To just put that on the table and and then acknowledge that we have to do something about this. And when I say do something about it, I think that the, the second part that I uh, have learned uh, during the past years is to look into quickly, okay, what uh, I mean is the situation, what can we affect and what can't we affect in this? Because I have experienced that a lot of uh, people and organizations start to focus on things that they actually can't affect. Uh, we can't. We, we as a company can't affect uh, how our global economy looks at the moment. We just have to accept this is the case. We are losing customers due to that and et cetera, et cetera, because of that. Let that be then and look on what can we affect and how can we, based on the situation today, and look at what we can affect and also then do a new business, I mean, a game plan based on that. So focus on what you actually can um, affect. Mm. Uh, and then create that business plan based on those uh, conditions. Something that I also have uh, learned and experienced during the, the, these past years here is that, I mean, when something happens, you have to be very quick. You have to, I mean, the new circumstances, the new situation, okay, this is it, create a plan and run. But do not lose the bigger picture of it. Like, what is actually the company's overall goals what is our core values for instance i mean make sure that we stick to them and then change i mean make sure that we have a plan but don't run too fast that we lose lose the grip of it and then we'll look back two years later and say oh wait a second we we lost uh what, what our company actually is about and what we want to deliver uh, because it's so easy to start to focus on all the details that that you forget the long-term goals, even if they have to change uh, sometimes, but to, that you that you have them all the time top of mind. And um, and especially as I said, the the core values that I mean that for me is the heart of the of the company. So those are things that I I really would uh, say that you have to think about in all these uncertainties to uh, acknowledge the crisis, make sure that you look on what you can affect and don't forget the bigger picture and uh, and the base of the company and the core values. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. As a leader, you're responsible for the mission and the people assigned to you. Regardless of the size of your team, employees are depending on you for their lives and careers. For the sake of your team and the people who entrust you with this role, you need to master the skills to become a great leader. Best-selling leadership author John Rennie is proud to introduce the Qualified Leadership Book Series. This new series teaches you how to become a people-centered leader. Great leaders know that employees who are respected, appreciated, and allowed to grow will go the extra mile. These books provide real-world leadership wisdom written from a hands-on perspective. If you want to be a more effective leader, this is the one book series you should read this year. This three-book series contains the following best-selling leadership books. I Have the Watch, You Have the Watch, and All in the Same Boat for one low price of $39.99. Begin your journey to become a leader worth following. Go to johnsrenny.com and get your order in today. This episode is brought to you by Leader Connect, a leadership training company and video platform founded by the leadership book author, 
and Deep Leadership Podcast guest, Neil Jurd. Leader Connect is a video and podcast streaming platform for leaders and teams. Watch it alone or as a team, and each video supports you and your team, allowing you to improve performance and build a great culture. Join hundreds of experts and learn about leadership, planning, public speaking, team building, mindfulness, and a range of other subjects that will help you lead well and build a great team. I'm proud to say that I'm one of the experts on this platform. Leader Connect is offering a 10% discount to all deep leadership listeners. Go to leader-connect.co.uk and enter the code DEEP at checkout. Master your leadership with Leader Connect. This episode is brought to you by Ignite Management Services. Ignite is led by Mike Watson, who you might remember from episode 137. Mike and his team believe that everything starts with leadership, whether it's strategy execution or cultural transformation. It's the role of the leader to create the conditions for their people to succeed. The team at Ignite can help you develop critical habits to enhance your leadership capability and transform your business. Ignite Management is now offering the Resilient Leadership Assessment Tool. This is an online questionnaire designed to assess and guide leadership development, coaching, and team building. It provides leaders an opportunity to gain insights into their leadership strengths and development needs. After taking this assessment, you will receive a custom detailed report that provides practical and actionable recommendations to enhance your effectiveness. I have taken this assessment myself and found it to be extremely valuable in helping me make changes to my leadership approach. Right now, Ignite is offering 15% off the price of this tool to the deep leadership audience. Go to ignitemanagement.ca and enter the code START15 at checkout to get started today. I love what you say there because I think it's change is difficult. Anytime we go through change, it's it's difficult. And even positive change, even if you say, oh, we're going to double our workforce, right? That's still change and it's still difficult for people to deal with. So uncertainty, change, it's always hard. What I think I like what you said is you tell the people, here's what's not going to change. Here is our core values. This is what's really important to us. And this is what's not going to change. Yes, we're going through some changes. Some of these things are in, under our control. Some are not. Here's here's how, likely our scenario, how we're going to get through it. But here's our values and here's what's not going to change. I love that because it gives people a firm foundation to hold on to in the midst of change. And I think it's yeah. really important anytime we go through any change process is to tell people what is going to remain the same so they have something to hold on to. Because we... We don't know what to hold on to when we're going through change. And I think that's a really important lesson. So that's, thank you for sharing that. I think that's, that's a really powerful thing that you said. And then, of course, I mean, communication, it's especially in uncertainties. It's communication, communication, communication all the time. Make sure that, uh, that everybody feels that they have enough information mm. to, to do their job and and that doesn't mean that we have to know everything, but what we can uh, inform, tell, communicate, do that. Be transparent and honest. And also be transparent to say when you don't know also, because nobody expects uh, management to or, or a board to know everything. Ever. But to say and be humble and say, this we don't know, we haven't figured this out yet. That also gives us security and stableness to employees to understand that, okay, we know X, Y, Z, but the last part we don't know. And you're telling us that, and that gives us uh, a stable ground 
to know. And when you know, then you communicate that. So I I actually say uh, to to be able to be so humble and say, I don't know this. Mm -hmm. uh, That is also a very, very strong leadership. Then always try to have answers on everything. Yes, I like that. I like that. There's there's oftentimes we have to say, I don't know. (laughs) So, and that's hard for leaders because we're supposed to have all the answers, but sometimes we don't know. Uh, and I think that's actually showing uh, true transparency when we don't know and we're going to, and it, you know, it, and, and as the situation evolves, I'll, I will let you know, but right now I don't have, I don't have a feel for it. That's the way I felt during COVID when it was first starting. My employees said, are we going to have to shut down? I said, I don't know. I don't know right now. Right. And then we will, you know, as soon as I know, I will let you know. And as soon as we figure it out, I'll let you know. But right now I don't know. You know, but they, no. the state could shut us down. I, I, I don't know. So it's kind of a hard thing. So I think being honest uh, is is a great way to to approach um, that situation where there's unknowns out there for sure. One thing I was going to ask you, you know, you've 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 worked in a lot of different industries, uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of change, a lot of cutting edge things that are happening. How have you developed your own personal leadership skills? And maybe you could share some lessons that you learned over your career that's helped you to be more effective now. Yes. So uh, it's a combination of experience. Uh, and I mean, I've uh, most likely done so many mistakes that I've had to learn from. Uh, what I what I learned, so a very wise person told me uh, once said, create your own leader vision. Uh, how do you want to be as a leader and how for yourself and how do you want to be interpreted as a leader? And this is something that I, um, she told me a long, long time ago, and I did this. Uh, so I set up my own vision for how I want to be. And this is something, uh, as I mentioned before, if we would talk about the core values, this is my leadership values. And that is something that I always stick to uh, in when I have to take really tough decisions, when uh, when there are conflicts. I mean, there are always challenges in being a leader in a company that's going very quickly. So that is something that I that I um, uh, learned very to do uh, and also to make sure that I have a game plan for it. Um, the second part that I, I do uh, that I've also through maybe not knowing really who who I am from a leadership perspective, I have worked a bit in learning to understand my strengths and weaknesses in my leadership and make sure that I use them in a good way. And what I mean with that is, for instance, that one of my weaknesses has been that I run super quickly when things happen (laughs) and jump on it very quickly. And um, I mean, um, and, the, and what I learned was I didn't get my people with me. So mm. I ran there all alone and they were left uh, on the benches that we don't understand what we're doing. Why are we doing this? And what are we supposed to achieve and et cetera? So then I took my weakness, uh, learned how to handle it and and changed it to my strength instead. And that's something uh, I, I believe that you as a leader, you're so focused in coaching other people, making sure that they develop and et cetera. And often you forget your own development in leadership. And, and this, I believe, is a lot of uh, actually taking time to analyze yourself also. How do you act? Why did you do that? What, how do you want to do this? And et cetera. So um, that's something that I, through experience, 
have done a few um, mistakes in it. Also, I've learned how I should use that uh, and improve my leadership skills, I would say. So, and I mean that, and now I mentioned it, I mean, that's also, I mean, to to make sure they're not just run, um, run in a better pace, to make sure that they get your people uh, with you, that they run with you, that they are understand why we're running, uh, uh, where we are running, how we are running, uh, what's the goal, and also make sure that they feel that they have the mandate to to run with you, not just to execute, but actually to to take decisions and so on. Because then you're going to be a big group of people and not alone. Uh, so delegate uh, also, and not just delegate responsibility, but delegate the mandate. Uh, I think it's. Um, it's funny what you say because I, I I smile because that's one of the biggest problems I discovered my, in my early days is I was running fast and running too fast and you know and, and I always say that if you're not you're not a leader if you turn around and you look there's no one following you and so I think we couldn't my team couldn't keep up with the pace that I wanted to move at and so I had to learn okay how do I how do I bring everybody along how do I you know not leave anybody in the dust because I'm running around trying to do all these you know, really cool and innovative things. And I was excited. We're going to go do this. We're going to do this. And the team's like, oh, hold on. We, let's, 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 let's eat one thing at a time. You're, you're throwing too much on our plate. And I, and I, and I recognize that early on is that if, if you turn around and no one's behind you, you're, you're not an effective leader. So you've got to, I love what you say, we're all running and running together. We want to be in this together, not just be way so far out front that we don't have a team behind us. So that is a really interesting observation. Do you find yourself still even today realizing I got to slow down a little bit? I got to make sure everybody's at the same, are caught up to me? Because I, <laughs> I, I find myself all the time, like, so I got to stop, slow down, get everybody on board. I don't know if you find the same thing. Definitely. And uh, absolutely. And especially when, I mean, there can be piles of things in my head that I've been processing and then we are running. And then it's about, okay, but as you say, you have to get the other people on board because they just got two minutes. I got right. uh, a long, right. much longer time. So uh, definitely. And then it's so much about this why and how and so on, because it's not that they're running slower. It's just that I kind of started before, uh, before them in my head. So I usually try to think about having um, having my teams kind of in front of me, pushing them instead uh. of in front and pulling them, and they don't understand what we're doing. So if I don't, if I can't get them forward, well then I'm not going to get forward. There's no point in me pulling them and they don't understanding. So, uh, but but definitely I can do that mistake many mm -hmm. times. So then I have to stop and think like, okay, wait, wait a second, what am I doing now? Yeah. So sometimes we have to lead from the back, not just the front, right? <laughs> so and, and recognize if we lead from the front, sometimes it would be too far out front. So yeah, yeah. and people are going to go direction other uh, directions also. Right. So, uh, yeah. If they can't see the way, if you're so far up front that they don't know where you're at, then they're going to just do their own thing. You know, they're going to. I'm just going to go. I don't. You know, I don't know what Monica's up to. So I'm just going to do my own thing. <laughs> not, yeah. That's not a good situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things I was looking up in some of the stuff that you, you, you talk about and you write about, you said a great leader creates an environment where every person feels valued and respected. I really like that. Explain why that's important. 
So we have, uh, I mean, talked a lot about the people and the power of people, and that you can't uh, you can't do, run it alone, and and uh, it's not efficient if you if you don't have all the the brains. I'm going to say and all the manpower to do that. So I would say that I mean that is what you want to achieve, and the way of achieving it is to I see it as is to coach coach your teams. Uh, to think for themselves, to find their ways. Uh, you can show the direction, but I think also it's very important that to let them find the way to achieve the goal also, because that's the way that you can coach them. Uh, they can feel accountability. They can find. Um, they can grow in their roles and responsibilities, and also that they feel uh, feel that they own their responsibility. And then they are going to develop, they are going to uh, increase uh, their responsibility again. So you're going to you're gonna achieve much more uh, in this uh, coaching and value-driven uh, leadership, I would say. Uh, the challenge here, I would say, is to find these triggers in each team, team member. How do you bring out the best of each person? Mm-hmm. And I mean, then we come back to what we started talking about a bit about different cultures, etc. How, how, how do you communicate that how do you find those uh, trigger points uh but i would say very much from how how do you make the most out of each uh person uh, and that is for me extremely important and also from this coaching perspective uh it's it's the balance of showing the direction and also making sure that they do uh, their way uh, of uh, in their work because um repeating myself a bit but i mean we have recruited them because of their experience, yeah. of their brains, and etc. And then we have to make the most out of it. It's so easy to just say, do exactly this and that, but then, then we're not making the most out of them. Yeah. bring we, we hired you to be super creative. Let's be creative together. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's always a disappointment when I hear of companies hiring super talented people and then telling them what to do in every circumstance. They never get to bring their full self to work. They're, they they only they only do what they're told because they're not given that latitude to bring their full self to work. So I think what you say is, I want I want people to bring their full self to work, and I want yeah. to f- discover how, in each person's case, that I can get get them to bring their most self uh, yeah. to to the team. I, I love that. So you create an environment where they feel um, protected, that they can actually be, you know, that they that they can be vulnerable and bring their full self versus being protective and, and not sharing and not, um, you know, not, not doing what they would like to do and and share what they'd like to share. So that's, that's really important. But but the important part here is, I mean, when you, when you say that as a leader also to say, Oh yeah, but I want to hear your thoughts and I want it to be your way. You also have to, as a leader, accept that it's maybe not the way that I would have done it. Yes. That's not, not a bad way or, or wrong. It's just another way. And and that is very important that you as a leader can stand for that because you can't say, you know, I want this yes. from you, but by the way, I want you to do what I want. But, you know, it becomes very contradictory. So, so I think that's super important in the leadership to fulfill that and also to accept uh, that we sometimes fail uh, and and fail fast. And then what did you learn about that? And then go forward because that's the environment and culture you need to do 
in order for each employee to do their best and do their most, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And if you, if you want to be open to employees sharing their ideas, you have to be willing to say, we're going to go with your idea. Even if you think your own personal idea might be better because yeah. it shows that you, that's our culture. We are going to, we're going to listen to the ideas of the people we're going to implement some of them. Maybe they don't work out, but we're listening and we're trying. And I think that's, that's a mark of a great leader, not having to be right all the time and allowing your people to bring to bring their ideas and and and, and using their ideas uh, from time to time that it's like, all right, that sounds like a good plan. Let's let's do it. And and I think sometimes you surprise employees and you say that you're like, really, man, let's let's go. Let, this is your idea. I like it. Let's do it. And I think yep. that's that says that says I care as a leader. I'm listening to you and I want to give you an opportunity to shine. And that's a powerful thing as a leader to do that. Very. It, it, it requires a lot of uh, courage, I would say, to do that. Yes, it does. Because we don't like failure. We want everything to go right. But sometimes we we need to allow our employees to to spread their wings a little bit and and, and use their ideas. And uh, and if we don't do that, we we miss out on on opportunities to 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 basically pave new ground. If if we only go into it with just our brains and our ideas we're going to be ineffective. We want to bring the full wisdom of the team to, to solve problems. And I think oftentimes we, we, we think we know all the answers, but I'm always shocked and surprised at what I learn from people and, and their ideas, most cases are better than my own ideas. And so you have to allow for that. You have to allow uh, those opportunities for those ideas to, to bubbles of the surface. So I love that you brought that up. Very, very important. What final message would you like to leave with our listeners right now? Um, so I would say we have talked about many different areas here, but I would say that uh, clarity uh, mm. of the bigger picture, the direction is so important. Put them in the right direction so that they ru everybody runs in the right way. Uh, and you can't repeat this too many times uh, I have learned. You have to, time after time, make sure that, that you show that vision, that bigger result. Um, and also the people. Make sure that you have the people with you. It kind of goes hand in hand with what I said, but we, we talked about uh, the speed, the clarity, the communication, uh, the trigger points also, and let the, the let the employees bloom in their uh, um, roles. So make sure you have the people along. Explain, engage, uh, and create the clarity. I think is so so important. And then I really want to encourage everyone to uh, create your own vision over how do you want to be as a leader. Uh, that has helped me so much. Um, put out these keywords uh, and then uh, a plan over how you want to uh, achieve this also and then go back to that on a continuous basis to see do I actually act as how I want to? Sounds super obvious, but it isn't. Right. Um, that's going to be your leadership values. So that those three I would like to um, uh, leave uh, uh, this uh, not lead the conversation I was going to say, but like uh, finalize my messages I meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, a powerful message. 
Um, again, listeners, you're listening to an experienced leader um, share her uh, her keys to success and how she's been effective as a leader uh, in leading teams, doing really difficult things in a difficult economy. And uh, and I think you're you're learning a lot of things that you can apply yourself. And if you want to be better and more effective as a leader, so. Um, this has been fantastic. Monica, how can people find out more about you uh, and your company? So I work at OneFlow. So I encourage, of course, everyone to go into oneflow.com. We are uh, located in the Nordics and Europe, but we are also now going towards US, which is super exciting. Um, and then follow us on LinkedIn. We show definitely how digital contracts uh, that is uh, serious can be also very uh, entertaining to um, to take part of and how that's going to help you. And me, you find also on, on LinkedIn uh, if you want to read more about me or listen to other podcasts uh, that I have been part of. Well, that's fantastic. And we're going to put links in the show notes for all those resources. And again, leaders, um, I hopefully you are learning that this there's a it's it's a holistic view about leadership. It's the mission, it's the clarity of the big picture, but it's also getting down to the people and building trust, listening to your people, knowing what their trigger points are, knowing how they're motivated. Um, it's it's you know, it's 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 these two big things, it's the mission and the people, and you have to have skills in both areas. And Monica has laid it out very clearly to us as to how she's doing it and how she's been so effective. And I really appreciate, Monica, you coming on the show and sharing your journey, sharing what's worked for you and the lessons you learned along the way, because I think it's going to help all of us become better leaders. So I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your journey. Thank you so much. It has been so nice having this talk together uh, in this very interesting topic, I think. Absolutely. I've enjoyed it very much. So thanks again. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying, take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In. The Spanish remixes out now on Electric Cast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. 
But I like Airplane. I know you do. But WannaBet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid.